welcome to the Divine Feminine Healers Podcast. It is your host, Angelica. I am an Ayurvedic practitioner, yogini, Reiki master, and intuitive guide. But above all else, I simply want to be known as your spiritual friend just walking alongside you on this healing journey. You were guided here for a divine reason. Let's unlock your fullest potential. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divine Feminine Healers Podcast. It is your host, Angelica here. And on today's episode, I wanted to talk about manifestation. And sometimes I avoid talking about topics like this can be so popular in the wellness and spirituality scene because I think a lot of concepts can be redundant. But I wanted to really give you this episode with fresh eyes and give you an alternative perspective on manifestation. And this is purely just what my relationship is with this concept right now and what's really working for me. Just this past weekend, I had an incredible manifestation come through and it gave me so many insights as to how that happened, what I needed to do, who I needed to be in order for that to come into realization. And I was so blown away by it that I wanted to share all of that with you. So before we get into the manifestation concepts and understanding, I wanted to go into an energy update. So if you're listening to this on the date that it comes out on June 30th, we have a full moon in Sagittarius and specifically in the Nixatra in Purva Ashada. This full moon is really, to me, a lot about freedom and liberation. And specifically in the Nexatra Purva Ashada, it's ruled by the goddess Aditi. And Aditi is this water goddess, and she's known as the internal mother. So it's definitely connected to our emotions and really finding liberation with our emotions. So in the Divine Healers membership, we're going to be exploring this full moon on What are the emotions that are coming up that we want to build a healthier relationship with that either when we come up, we try to avoid that emotion or it's cycling through the same stories over and over again. And it's just not helpful for us to cling to this emotion. Maybe you're really frustrated at something that a friend or a family member is doing and you keep getting frustrated over and over again, or if it's resentment and it just keeps cycling through. This full moon is a real huge time for liberation and to really understand what that pattern is so that you can acknowledge it and heal it and where you can find total freedom. Of course, we're bound to this physical body. So the idea of total liberation doesn't actually occur when we're in our physical body, but what would your life look like to be totally free, to be totally liberated? I think a lot of times we feel really constricted in our lives by our jobs, by our relationships and our responsibilities. And the truth is that we have so much sovereignty and choice in our lives. We're actually constantly co-creating with the universe on what that actually looks like. So this full moon is really about finding what does freedom mean for you and how can you lean into the energetics of freedom to really have this liberated life. Now, Saturn is also still in retrograde, which will remain in the last six months, but just really notice that Saturn's messages of if he's delaying something in particular in your life right now, if you're feeling like there's obstacles or challenges in your life right now, to really take a magnifying glass and look at that because Saturn is trying to teach you, hey, we want you to slow down in this area of your life so that you can look at it, reflect it, and redirect it and learn from this lesson. I have way more tips for how you can heal your relationship with Saturn, especially if you've been feeling that stuckness. Last 
podcast episode went a lot into these remedies and I also posted this on my Instagram page past week if you're not already following me on Instagram at Angelica underscore feminine underscore healer and you can find some of those remedies for Saturn retrograde too and we have two other planet transits that are occurring this month too that i just uploaded in our monthly moon book for the divine healers membership so for all of my members you can access what those planetary transits are what they mean for us what dates are they're actually occurring i found is so helpful because it really helps me to understand what i'm going through and processing emotionally and physically and mentally that day so that's all there for you as a resource And also what I've been tuning into for the collective right now is that this is the time when things are really ripening, where a lot of the seeds that we planted maybe six months ago, even a year ago, are starting to come up into fruition. So if you've been waiting for opportunities to come in, if you've been waiting for a big manifestation, this is the time when it's about to come into full fruition. And we can, it's exciting, of course, because this is easiest as humans to acknowledge as the reward and I also know on the other side of that how frustrating it is to hear like it's almost coming it's almost here and you're kind of at the tip of your tongue like you're waiting and you're waiting and it doesn't actually happen and that's where we experience a lot of resistances so I wanted to share my story on manifestation today for this reason because if you are feeling like gosh I'm just waiting for this other opportunity to come in but why is it taking so long i have my process for manifestation and what's been really helpful for me to quicken the process as humanly possible while also staying really true to my mind my body and my spirit so one manifestation that i've been really wanting for a long time is to build a local spiritual community i wanted this five years ago And when I was in Chicago, I deeply wanted to connect with spiritual women who are conscious and wanted to have deep and heady conversations. They loved astrology, they loved human design and Ayurveda. And it was like a big sleepover that we would have and have all these invigorating conversations. And at the time when I set that intention, my guides were like, you are going to create this community. And that's what started the Divine Healers membership. That's what started my online community. And I am so blown away at that coming true because I get to connect with heart-centered women from all over the world who are extremely talented and highly sensitive. And us all coming together and aligning on the same concepts and going through similar life experiences and emotions has been the most gratifying thing in my life. It is incredible. On the other side of that, it has also felt very lonely having a business that's just fully virtual. And over the past couple of years, I've been wanting to build a local spiritual community. That's a lot of a huge reason why I moved out to Los Angeles. I moved back here. I've lived out here previously. It was at the end of 2020. And I set this intention that I wanted to find this beautiful, cozy, warm space with talented, heart-centered, spiritual leaders that inspired me on my spiritual entrepreneur journey. And also just that soul-nourishing feeling. I can really liken it to 
a sleepover like in high school when you had all of your best friends at a sleepover together and you were up all night and you're having these deep conversations and you're enjoying food and you're around together and you're dancing and you're free and you're creative like that was the vibe that I was going for so when I cast this vision it was very specific and I am a specific manifester everyone has a different way of manifesting some are specific and you have like very down to the detail down to the color of what you see everything that you want your manifestation to be. And at the same time, there are also people who are non-specific manifestors. So these are people who just need to tap into the feeling of what that vision is. And that is enough for them to actually know and trust and work with that manifestation. And you can actually find this in your human design chart. And that's a whole other story. But just to identify that sometimes you're a non specific, sometimes you're a specific manifester. So for me, I'm very specific. So I had this grand vision of this beautiful, luxurious, cozy space, where I taught my moon ceremonies. And I always pictured this treehouse, because I love the idea of like glamorous tree houses. I don't know if you've ever seen those. I get ads for them all the time and I love them. And that's what I pictured, like cozy spaces, fur rugs, luscious meditation cushions, warm tea, and spiritual leaders in this space that I get to guide in moon ceremonies. And so I casted that intention when I moved out here to LA and I've been waiting for that to come in. I've been waiting for the perfect space. I've been checking out so many different yoga, meditation, and spiritual places in LA, trying to find the right vibe. And then the other piece of that, of course, is having the right people to come along. So I was like, okay, it's just gonna take a time for me to build my following again and uh, a new city and, and all that jazz. So six months ago, I was like, wow, I've been out here for almost two years now and I still haven't had this manifestation come to life. You know that shame, feeling you get from, gosh, I've, I've wanted this for so long and it's still not there. So there is definitely this restriction I was feeling. I wanted it to be a very specific way. Like the mood and the vibe is so important to me. If I walk into a space and it's not beautiful and I don't feel at home or comforted, it's not for me. So that was really hard for me to get past. And the other pass was, I just felt like I needed this huge following of people who would just knock on my door and say, I want you to lead moon ceremonies. I'm a projector. So I love being found. I love being invited into spaces. So that's exactly how I thought it was going to happen to me. Now, the thing is with manifest manifesting, yes, you have to be in your body and you have to be open to the opportunities that are going to be presented, but you also have to put in some effort there. So a couple of months ago, I was invited to a moon ceremony in Topanga Canyon and it was at this wonderful woman's home. It was this beautiful Topanga home all in the woods. It was so cozy when I got in there and we had this warm and nourishing meal. It was so yummy and I was around all these women. We were talking about deep conversations that I wanted about astrology to all these different types of philosophies and different theories and everyone was on the same page and it was that feeling of, wow, I'm with my sisters, I'm with my people, I don't have to hide anymore about my beliefs on certain things, like everything is open and accepted. I was literally buzzing by the end and even into the next day because I was just, my heart was so full. You know that feeling when you have like just a night where it's just the best? That was that. And so it got me thinking, wow, I had this experience in someone's home and 
I definitely have everything that I need right now to make this beautiful manifestation come into full bloom. I actually am really grateful for where I live. I have this open living room space that gets in the most beautiful sunlight. It's perfect amount of space to do a ceremony, to lay out enough meditation cushions. And I have a big kitchen that I have enough room to cook and even to have enough place settings for people to come and enjoy a meal together. So I was waiting for the perfect weekend and I finally, I pulled the trigger and I was like, okay, I'm going to put together my first live moon ceremony. I've been doing these for the past five years virtually. I've been wanting to do them in person. I've been wanting to do them at the yoga studios and it just hasn't worked out. And I finally realized, and I also do know a lot of people who would love to come to my ceremony. I think I invited like eight or nine people and seven of us were there and they were so excited too. Like, you know, when you send out a text, you're like, oh my God, no one wants to come. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I've been manifesting something like this. Literally every guest that came in said something to that effect. And I just instantly was like, wow, you know, when you feel manifestation that's been circling you and circling you, and you're like, I know what's right here because I can feel it. When is it going to actually come into fruition? And it's actually just waiting for you to take that leap and move. It's like I had all these people in my circle. They were circling and they were waiting. They were waiting for me to do it. And then I finally stepped into it and it was the most magical evening ever. So of course I wanted to create a really Ayurvedic meal and it's pitta, it's summer in the Northern hemisphere. So I made a kitchery that was pitta balancing. I love curry. I love spice. So I softened it with some coconut milk and we had the bitter taste with tahini and lots of flavors with curry spices and made that with bashmati rice, of course, with coconut. And the veggies I used was Brussels sprouts, which is super cleansing to the liver and sweet potatoes, which is very nourishing to pittas. And then everyone brought in a little something, a side dish. We had Ayurvedic tabbouleh. We had this avocado dip with some green vegetables. We had all these different toppings for the kitchery. Someone brought in a mocktail and immediately upon arrival, I wanted all my guests to have a drink. So I made them rose cacao, which was perfect because it really connected everyone there. A lot of us didn't know each other. Of course, I knew all the guests, but the guests didn't know each other. So that just really opened up everyone's heart to be so welcoming and understanding of each other. So we had this beautiful meal. And then after that, I guided everyone through the ceremony and it was right around the summer solstice. So we did some journaling around our intentions for the next six months, because that's the best thing to set for the summer solstice. And then we talked a lot about what's happening in the sky with Saturn. I brought out my laptop that pulls up everyone's Vedic astrology chart. And I was in heaven. I got to do little mini Vedic astrology readings for everyone. And then we went into a kundalini experience and i've been to kundalini classes in person since covid but i haven't led one especially amongst women that i loved and was so inspired by and it was off the charts like the amount of expansiveness that i felt in my heart was overwhelming like i felt like i was spinning on a cloud it was so vibrational and it literally brought me to tears of how grateful i was for each women to be there with their energy to be vulnerable and their shares like each person really broke down all of their walls and shared the thing that they are most sensitive about and oh such bravery and courage and it just made me so inspired and made me so full and so connected and that was exactly what i had been manifesting because i've been feeling lonely as on the entrepreneur journey i've been feeling isolated and to have that different level of connection of being in person was truly everything so 
this manifestation I was so proud of. And of course, there's still that inner voice of me being like, well, you didn't have this magical treehouse space. And while you didn't have 50 people attending your moon ceremony. And yes, that's still part of my vision. That's still part of my goal. But I think a lot of times with manifestation, we think if it doesn't look like that right away, then we're not even near it. But the thing is, sometimes we have to take those baby steps towards it. So here are a few takeaways that I've learned about manifestation. And of course, these are concepts intellectually, I or should say cognitively, I've understood, but to really feel them through this life experience was totally different. So we hear this all the time, but you have to let go of the vision. What does this actually mean? Well, if you are a really specific manifester, you especially have to let go of what you think it has to look like. Instead, extract the feeling and the concept of what you really want. What I really wanted was a cozy space, something that felt really beautiful and open and heart-centered women, spiritual leaders. And I had all of that, but I really had to let go of what that space actually was going to look like. It was a totally fine. It was actually incredible that it was in my home because I felt really safe and it felt so special to share everyone's energy in a space that I'm in so often. Another thing that I learned in this process was understanding that I am at the vibration in this manifestation right now, and I need to accept everything in my life right now and be so grateful for what I have in my life right now and how that is a direct reflection of what that manifestation is. So again, it kind of does connect back to what that grander vision of that manifestation is and releasing it because there's a version of you right now that can have exactly what that is, even if it doesn't look like the 50 people attending the moon ceremony. I definitely had eight, seven people who wanted to join and who wanted to be there. And that was, it gave me the same feeling that I wanted to get out of the manifestation. So because I was so grateful for the people that I did have in my life, I was so grateful for the connections that I already had made in LA, I was able to see these are the perfect people that I can invite here. Because I was so grateful for the space that I already lived in, I knew it was so beautiful. And I was so grateful that it was big enough to host a, a full summer soiree party. I was able to make it happen. So those are two revelations that I made about the manifestation process. And then I wanted to go into kind of a whole checklist of what helps you to really ground into your manifestation. Those right off the bat were just some lessons that I've learned. With manifestation, I think a lot of times also we think, well, you're not gonna get that manifestation unless you put forth effort and you do something. That's totally true. It definitely was in this case with me, but there are also on the other hand of that, you have to balance that with being connected to your divine feminine self, which is just being connected to who you are in this state without doing. So I want to go a little bit deeper into that. In order for your manifestations to actually land, you have to be grounded into your body. Think about it. Those days when you are flying at the seat of your pants and you're constantly giving away your energy to every person, place, or thing, there's no way you have the ability to receive a gift or an opportunity because you're giving away your energy. Just visualize that, right? But the more that you get really confident in your body and accept everything that's in your life right now and are really grateful for every moment that comes in, that's when there's actually space for the manifestation to land. And this is truly what it means to connect to your divine feminine essence. The divine feminine doesn't need to do, she just is. So it's connecting to your part of yourself that is perfect just as she is. So 
there's a few things that I broke down on how you can really understand staying in your divine feminine if you're pulling in a manifestation and if the incessant thoughts in your head are saying you got to do more you got to put in more effort and then it'll finally come to you from what i've learned (laughs) grounding into the body has been the most helpful so one of the ways that i do this is by slowing down just literally sometimes in the beginning of the day i will just pretend like i just pause my body and move throughout my day like i'm moving through water finding this certain slower rhythm to my day. I notice those days when I'm so disconnected and I'm flying around and trying to get more things done just by going at a quicker pace. Maybe I get one extra thing off my to-do list, but it's at the cost of the connection between my mind and my body. It's at the cost of increasing my anxiety. And I'm disassociating from the present moment because I have no chance to digest what emotions may be coming up in those moments because I'm just flying on to the next thing. So slowing down has been massive for me and for me that is simply just a state of mind a lot of the times and then oftentimes i also bring it into my relationship with food because i think that is such an important relationship to heal with your divine feminine essence so sometimes i literally just focus on chewing my food really thoroughly and slowing down my meals and that helps to just reset my whole rhythm another way to connect to your divine feminine is to connect to your emotions so again When you slow down and you're coming across a situation that triggered you, anger, sadness, resentment, you have the time to say, oh, I'm feeling angry right here. What's the wisdom behind this? How can I really process and feel this emotion right now? Or, oh, I got really upset about that comment. How am I being present with this emotion right now? What is this teaching me? Why is this coming up right now? It's really accepting each state in each waking and present moment. And being with your emotions is so healing. Otherwise we suppress them and then we shove them down and pretend like they don't exist. When really that just causes more imbalances and dis-ease in the body and gets us further away from the vibration of our manifestation. It lowers our vibe, right? Because we're weighed down by something that's dense. When really we have everything within us to face that emotion and the wisdom and the lessons that we need to learn behind it. And that is what's going to keep us evolving and transforming. Another way that I love to balance my divine feminine energy is through yin practices. So I love a good workout. I actually need to work out pretty much every day of the week in order for me to feel connected to my body and to release a lot of energy. It's very important to me. And I know a lot of people who relate to the fire element can agree. However, I've learned throughout the years that balancing this with yin practices is key. And I really have come to understand that the only way I can really read the benefits of my intense workouts is if I do balancing, if I do balance them with these soothing practices. So I love it all. I love a sound bath. I love, I did, the other day I did a breathwork and sound bath class at Open. It's this new studio that opened up in LA, like a block away from me. And it's incredible, such a beautiful space. And I just love the energy of being in a class with everyone because it's so beautiful that that many people are wanting to be more conscious and can think of breathwork as a class that they want to take and all the healing that occurs in there. I also love moon ceremonies. That's why I lead them monthly, of course, for my people. Of course, I love to witness people transform, but it also holds me accountable to be in the presence of these lovely women to make sure that I'm on top of my emotional digestion. I'm doing Kundalini, I'm doing Reiki, all these practices. So yes, those practices help too, even not on the moon ceremonies. I'll do Reiki healing experiences all the time. 
this past week, I've just been getting over a cold. You can kind of hear it in my voice. And I did this beautiful Reiki healing experience yesterday. And it was so grounding to my nervous system. And I, this doesn't always happen, but like immediately after I was definitely on the rise from this cold and I was feeling so much better. And of course, meditation, that's a staple practice for me. I've been doing in the morning for over a decade now. And that's like oxygen to me. It's what grounds my body. Uh, there's definitely times when I get out of my meditation practice. Like when I was traveling in Italy and France, I wasn't doing it every day. And I definitely noticed the thoughts were incessant and my mom was going crazy. So I definitely notice a difference if I don't keep up with my meditation practice. Other ways that I love to connect with my divine feminine essence is by dressing up. I, I love fashion, I always have. And I think it's such a beautiful art form of expression. And I love adorning myself and especially having one day of the week where I really dress up as my authentic self and let myself really be seen and visible. Maybe I'll wear like bright colors or I'll wear more, I call it like a statement piece, like really loud. And it just makes me feel so confident and so alive in my skin and in my body. And it feels like, wow, this is me really expressing myself. So it may not be fashion for you, although I think that is something that everyone can relate to on a certain level of how they dress is super important. But you can do this in any type of creative ritual. This could be dancing, this could be writing and painting, speaking, poetry. There's so many different ways to express yourself and the release you feel when you are totally visible and raw in yourself is like no other. It makes me feel so connected to myself. And the last one is just being present with your challenges. I've been trying to do this practice of when a challenge comes up, how can I be really grateful for it? I want to tread lightly here because, of course, we get excruciating challenges sometimes. Loved ones dying. And it's not going to be, how can I meet this and say that I'm so grateful for this experience? I'm talking about the little challenges that come up on a daily basis where you're in the mode and you're doing something. And then all of a sudden someone interrupts you and you're like, gosh, no, I want to finish this to-do list. And now you're interrupting me and you're ruining my whole flow of the day. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the other things that I have planned. And I've been trying to release that and surrender into nature, universe, mother is giving to me this lesson for an important reason, and I need to listen to her. That is the utmost practice of surrender and acceptance that no matter what is thrown at me, it was exactly made for me in that moment. Even though it may be against the plan that I thought I had, I trust nature so much at this point that I am going to say thank you, maybe begrudgingly in the beginning, maybe taking a couple deep breaths and then start to learn, oh, I need to slow down oh, I didn't take a break today. Oh, I could be a little more gentler with myself, a little bit more compassionate. There's always a lesson that I learn within it. And I'm not the best at this. I will definitely get frustrated, try to stay on my original plan for the day so I can get everything done. But when I don't, and when I can surrender, that's where I feel the transformation happening. That's when I feel most connected to myself because I am now in co-creation with the universe. We're on the same plane. I'm saying, okay, This is not just me willing myself of whatever I want in this life. I realize that God also has a higher plan for me and I'm willing to surrender to that and to work with God in creating these manifestations. So I know some of that, especially for my healers who have been on this path for a while, it may be something not new that you've ever heard, but maybe it's a reminder that you needed to hear Maybe hearing it through my own life experience, it's striking something different. For me, it's been total revelation of really understanding these concepts of surrender and letting go and the being, 
on a whole different level. And this is a constant evolving relationship that's going to happen. I know in a month from now, in a year from now, five years from now, I'm going to have completely different relationships with each of these concepts. But being present with what is true right now has been awesome. And I will say going into this week too, I've been feeling like I've been manifesting so much quicker. And you all know that feeling when you even think about someone and they come into your world, you dream about someone. And then I saw them at the coffee shop the the, the day after that. And if I simply say, oh, I, I want this. And then the next day it, it occurs in my physical reality, things are happening so quickly. And I really owe it to these foundational practices of stepping into my divine feminine essence. So I will reiterate, although it is important to definitely put forth effort and put yourself out there to receive, it also has to be balanced with just being so comfortable and confident in your being without really having to do much. If you talk about this list of how to be, even that is silly to think about, oh, there's a list of how to be in your divine feminine essence. You really don't have to do anything. It's what you're already doing, but how can you just settle into it? How can you relax into your body a little bit more? And I just like to call it, how can you ground into your body? There's nothing you have to do. How can you just tune in to your body and what is here right now? So I hope that was inspiring for anyone who has been manifesting and feeling really frustrated. I hear you. I definitely still go through it. I definitely also, this past weekend, even though that was a huge manifestation that came through, I have the inner critic that was like, mm, you still didn't get to 50 people. You still don't have that beautiful space. You still don't have blah, 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 blah. That's still, those thoughts still come up for me. However, I also make the choice that I am so grateful and I'm so proud of myself for what I have created in this moment. And I hope you are so grateful and so proud of what is in your life right now. Even if it feels so difficult to do that, I've definitely been there too. What is the smallest thing that you could be so entirely grateful for in this moment? And the more that you lean into that, the more that you start to expand gratitude into your life. And you start to realize that the universe really is happening for you and you have a lot more say in this whole thing called life than you even ever imagined. And you are in charge of your most beautiful, incredible life. All right, everyone, that's all I have for today. If you are not already following me on Instagram, that's where I share a lot of my musings and inspirations. I have been talking a lot about healing our hormones and how to align to the cycles of the moon because I know that's a topic a lot of you have been very interested in. So we are going to be sharing more about the Pitta moon phase. And I know a lot of you, because I have a lot of Pitta clients, are all about healing your Pitta imbalances, especially with their hormones. So if you're looking for more resources on that, lots of shares are coming at you next week on Instagram at Angelica underscore feminine underscore healer. I'll have that linked in the show notes. I also share a lot of my more personal inspirations and musings in my newsletter. So I'll have that linked below if you're not already following my email newsletter. I only send out about an email a week and I promise it's only things that I feel really profound and moving to me. And lastly, if you love this podcast, I'd be so eternally grateful if you commented, rated, and reviewed. You can actually do this now on Spotify. You can just rate the podcast with a five-star rating. And you can also, if you're listening to this on Apple, you can comment. So I would be so grateful if you sent a comment, a rate, or review. It really does help me and grow this podcast and so I can bring on incredible guests for you to all learn from. And that is all that I have for everyone. I hope you enjoy your holiday weekend if you're in the Northern Hemisphere or if you're in the United States and you celebrate the 4th of July with lots of family and friends and barbecues. Next week, I'll be taking a little break off the podcast, but I will be back with a new episode the following Friday. So I will see you all then. Bye.